Welcome back to all our listeners. And if you listen to our daily devotional yesterday, you would have heard that today is a very exciting day because here with us, I have Rockfish Church Pastor in Manila. Yay! Yay. We have Pastor Jeff. How are you today, Pastor Jeff? I am good, Mahal. Hope you're doing wonderful. Hello to all the listeners out there. Yes, and I am so excited because when I first started going to Rockford Church, I didn't even know that God is going to bring you to Rockford Church, and then we're going to have Rockford <laughs> Church in Manila, close Absolutely. to my hometown. Amen. Isn't God uh, awesome? You just never know what's going to happen. Yes, I'm so excited with that too. My first question, I'm interested in knowing. How did you and Pastor Tony have met? I'm looking forward to meeting you, but then you went to the Philippines. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so Rockfish Church is is in North Carolina, and um, Pastor Tony McVickers, he's a, he is the senior pastor. I'm the lead pastor here in the uh, Philippines, and so Pastor Tony and I we go way back. 20, golly, 24, 25 years, something like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, we actually went to Bible college together. And we so we attended the same church. We went to the same Bible college. Then we actually coached the very first homeschool girls basketball team in, in our area. And you know what? We're happy to say that we came in second in the entire state of North Carolina. And that sounds really cool, right? Except for the fact that back then there were only two teams in the entire state that were homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Pastor Tony and I, we, we coached together and we stayed in contact all these years. And, and we went in different, different routes. You know, um, Pastor Tony, he was faithful. He stayed at one church, uh, two churches over the last 24 some odd years. And I was into church planting. And so I started off as a youth pastor, and then I started church planting. And Pastor Tony just really was just that faithful guy, you know. And he served alongside of some wonderful uh, senior pastors. And then a few years back, he was, he was promoted to senior pastor of Rockfish Church. And since then, it's been a wonderful, beautiful adventure because we went from, Rockfish went from one campus to three campuses and now with Rockfish Manila that will be the fourth. Yeah so first congratulations and the second thing that came to my mind is you you and Pastor Tony so you mean you've known each other that long you have to wait till I move to Virginia before we go to Rockfish. <laughs> yes yes yeah I wish we could have met in person but you know this is this is how the Lord laid it out so you know what that means Mahal you're gonna have to come to Kayenta, right outside of Manila, and, and visit. I know I'm going to message my family members and tell them to go to church this, this Sunday. And my question is, first, you know, like right now, it's it's COVID time. So right. a lot of people don't want, I know especially there in the Philippines, it's a lot stricter. I, I heard you mention that before compared to here in America. So my question is, why do people need to go do the in-person church rather than just, you know, watching it in their phone and their computer. Or some people listening might be like, oh, the church I went to before, I got hurt, I got burned or something. Sure. Why do they need to go to church? What's the importance of 
going to church. We know that's right. not going to save us, so, but why do they have to go to church? Right, right. And, and, and I get asked that question quite often. And it's, it's a wonderful question. Why do we need to go to church? Well, first off, um, the Lord says, <laughs> he says, do not forsake the assembling of the brethren. And, you know, we got into a habit almost three years now, three years ago, at the start of the COVID pandemic, we got into a habit of staying home and watching online. And I shared this concern with a, a bunch of other pastors. I said, you know, uh, the statistics say that it takes three weeks to develop a habit. Well, we have been in this routine, this habit for three years. Uh, some churches have been, you know, locked down for the majority of that time. And so imagine if it takes three weeks to develop a habit and we've been doing it two to three years, then that that is a stronghold at this point. And it's just something that has become part of our life, a new normal in a negative way. And, you know, when the pandemic was, was going on big time, uh, online church was a way to be connected to, to your church family. Well, we have options now. And unfortunately, you know, the people who are not coming to church and they, they use a lot of different excuses, they, they're going to the grocery store. They're going to the movies. They're going everywhere else except for church. And, you know, one excuse is as good as another, but it still uh, doesn't get you around that scripture about forsaking the assembling of the brethren. And I got to tell you this, you know, there is something beautiful that happens when the body of Christ comes together. You know, when when you're traveling, when you're we call them shut in, you know, when you're in the hospital or you're sick, that is perfectly fine. It's acceptable. But, you know, there's something beautiful that you, there's, there's just something special, anointed, if you will, when you are with other brothers and sisters in Christ, you're offering up your worship together as an audience of, or as a choir, rather, a choir of hundreds or however many is in your church with an audience of one. And I tell you what, when we offer up our worship, the Lord just comes down. It's like he's kissing earth and and something beautiful happens. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to receive via video, and it's a whole nother thing when you are in a room full of other believers and the, the Lord is speaking to you through not just the worship, not just through the pastor, but through those other brothers and sisters who you might meet in the foyer, you might run into in the parking lot. You know, the, the gifts of the Spirit, they're, so, they're still operational. And a lot of times those gifts, they flow outside of the service. And so it happens, those special words of knowledge, words of wisdom, um, they, they happen in the foyer. We often say that at Rockfish, a lot of the ministry happens within our foyer. That is true. And as for me, I remember when we just... We used to live in Cliffdale and, and then we moved to Rayford and at that time, the church is not behind my mom's house yet. The mm. church is still in the old daycare of, of Mr. Rudy. Yes. And so we just got there, I don't have a car. So I literally just called Rockfish Church and I'm like, I want to try to go to your church, but I don't have a car. Um, yeah. I don't even know who I'm speaking with at that time because that's a long time ago. And they're like, Oh, don't worry about that. We'll find 
a member of Rockfish Church that lives close to you that will come and pick you up. So oh, she so. and her daughter will come pick me up in the house and uh -huh. drop me home. We'll go together. It's pretty nice. <laughs> now that Rockfish Church got bigger and moved behind my mom, I would always say behind my the trees. And so all these separate Rockfish Church from my mom's house are the trees. So when oh, I had to use to drive an old car, uh -huh. I mean, that was a big that I used to drive something. It's old. I would have a problem. I would just go walk there just to get to the church. <laughs> and yeah, it's just and now I have electric car, but yeah, so oh, it's wow. just all the best that God gives me and, and so yeah, and like what you said, people always have excuses. My little five year old girl never runs out of excuses not to go to church, not even a Bible study. I'm running out of excuses to the I was like I was like very cold outside. I got my jacket. I bring my jacket. It's raining. I got my own umbrella. I bring my umbrella. Like I gotta go to a Bible study. There's no kids. It's just all adult. I go with Mama. I go Bible study. Wow! <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You know, one of the one of the memories I have from our very first church plant. I've been planting uh, churches here since 2001, and the very first church plant we had was in Cagayan de Oro, in a place called Bonbon. And it's on the, on the coast, and it's a, a fishing village. And I remember one of the pictures, this is before digital pictures, and they, um, they sent me a hard copy by a snail mail. And when I, when I got that picture, I just started looking at it, and it, it seemed odd to me. And then I realized, here these people were, they were worshiping under, a, for, for a, the American listeners and those worldwide, it's like a, a thatch hut kind of deal. They had um, cocoa lumber, on uh, four poles of cocoa lumber with a, a straw roof on it. And it was raining. And these folks, they were sitting in water up to their ankles. And so uh, when I looked at that, they're sitting there on their bamboo benches with water up to their ankles. And... The following uh, visit, I, I told them, you know, I was really touched by their photo. And I, I said, what would you think if I told you there are people around the world who would wake up? And if it looked like it was not going to, if it looked like it was going to rain, they wouldn't go to church. And they could not believe that that was true. And here they were. It's not just raining. It's raining into the hut to the point where they're sitting in water. It's so interesting. Thanks for yeah. sharing. And one more question that I sure. just thought that I almost forgot. So before Pastor Jeff, before Pastor Jeff and Pastor Tony, and before going to the Bible school that you both went to before, who is Pastor Jeff before? Why did you decide <laughs> that you want to accept Christ as your personal Savior? Why yeah. did you accept him? Why did you decide that I'm not only going to accept him, but I'm going to be an ambassador for Christ and I am going to do ministry and build churches and plant churches? What made you make that decision in your life? Hey Amen. Great question. You know, before I was Pastor Jeff, I was... Uh, wannabe rock and roll <laughs> star Jeff. <laughs> and so from the age of 14 onward, I, I played music. And, you know, I always thought that was my ticket to success. And, and so 
right out of high school, I broke my mom's heart when I told her, mom, I'm not going to go to college. And, you know, Filipino mom, she goes, oh, my goodness, you're going to be a ditch digger. You know, and uh, I said, mom, I'm not going to be a ditch digger. I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to I'm going to make it in music. And uh, anyway, so I did music for a year out of uh, high school. I ended up I had, you know, you always have your excuses. I ended up joining the Air Force shortly after that. I served four years and then I went, uh, I got out of the Air Force, went back into music and really was pouring my, my heart into it. And so uh, I was traveling around. Uh, finally, I got to the point where I was actually doing something with the music. You know, I was uh, headlining some shows um, just on the East Coast. It was nothing, nothing huge. And it was not like I had a record deal or anything like that, but I did have a production company that was following us and uh, were touring with us and, and that sort of thing. And we started seeing some some success. And and here's here's where everything changed for me. This is after years and years and years of, of, of plugging away in the music industry. I was playing in a, a place in Jacksonville, North Carolina. It's a marine base there. And I remember our last set, we used to play four hours a night, uh, four, uh, one, four 45-minute sets per night. And the last set was uh, at 2 o'clock. It was ending at 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. And so I remember that them turning the lights on, and I looked out there, and I saw drunk people, people who were um, doing things that they, they shouldn't be, you know, and if you knew me back then, you would think of me as a as a decent fella. I never did drugs. I don't drink beer, that sort of thing. I, I never got into any of that. Not not saying I never had a beer, but I'm saying that I, I was. It, I love the music. I didn't um, I didn't participate in the shenanigans. And so um, even even to the point where I would in between sets, I would go back to my hotel room and then come back right before I played. And so. What happened was when they turned the lights on at about 2 a.m., I looked out there and I just remember like it was yesterday, the, the words that, that came to my mind were, you've been working your whole life for this? And of course the answer had, was no, because yeah, this is this is what I'm, I've been working all these years for, to entertain these people. And, um, and so at that point, I, I went to the beach that's my wife's happy place. And I went to the beach and I just asked myself, this is not praying or anything else. I asked myself, if I, I said, well, what is the meaning of life? If music isn't the meaning of life, what is the meaning of life? And I started thinking about um, religion actually. And but I asked myself some tough questions. If I was born in India, would I be Hindu? If I was born in Japan, would I be Buddhist? You know, and so on and so forth. And, and then, you know, why, why Christianity, you know, why all these various denominations? So I was asking some very tough questions and, you know, the more I dug into it, actually, I remember going to Walmart. It was the only place that was open that late. And I bought a, a Bible and it was a student Bible and I went fishing and at like 5 a.m. And I remember just reading that Bible and, and just asking questions, you know, why Christianity and after delving around in the Old Testament, my wife, who is a, a good Baptist girl, she, she said, no, you need to go and <laughs> read the New Testament first. 
And so I did that. And, you know, I realized that all the other so-called um, gods, figureheads, whatever you want to call them, they, they are dead and, and Jesus is alive. And, and that was the difference. And that's why Christianity um, is the, the one true religion, if you will. And, um, and so as I was reading, I got to Matthew 28. And if you know the word of God, then you know that I'm alluding to the, the Great Commission. Uh, it's Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. And, you know, it says, go into all the world and make disciples, you know, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so, you know, that right there, that is my life first. And that really spoke to me at that point. And I, I went back to our little little trailer that we were, we were camping in this, this RV. And I went back and I told my wife, I said, so this right here, if this is speaking to us and not just the disciples, I said, if that's speaking to us, man, that, that should move us to action. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I agree. And so from there, it was just a matter of finding a, a church that actually preached the word of God, taught the word of God, and didn't take stuff out. And so that, that's what we did. And honestly, we've been going to church for, for a couple of years prior to that. But I did that because I married a good Baptist girl. <laughs> and one of her, uh, even before we got married, one of her stipulations was I had to take her to church. And so, you know, I would be playing in clubs, at, you know, on the weekend. And then I would, I would go and pick her up and take her to church. And, you know, the, the best thing about some of the churches was uh, lunch. It wasn't until we found this one church that really uh, taught the Bible in its fullness that uh, something happened and I was filled with the Holy Spirit and I got radically obnoxiously saved. And ever since then, um, I've been sharing the gospel with, with whoever I can share it with. Thank you so much. That's interesting. And Long and rambling story. Oh, I love it. I love it. And our, our listeners love hearing it, you know, the testimony of people and stuff. And definitely this is not the first and the last. And Sometime in the future, we're also going to have you again. So you could tell us also, you know, like I could ask a few more questions. Can you tell us Rockfish Church Manila yeah. is going to have the very first service this coming Sunday, right? Can you tell us the time and the address, the place? I'm going to put it in the description too, but okay, so sure. people listening, they could know where. Sure. Um, so we're having what we call a preview service. Our official launch won't be till uh, January 22nd, okay. but... Um, this Sunday, we're having our very first preview service, uh, a.k.a. practice service. And, um, and that's going to be at uh, a place called Kids International Ministries. We, we have our, our office and our training center there. And it, it's, it's fairly sizable, but that's not actually where we're going to have church in, in January. But that's where we're going to start uh, with our, our preview services. And so the address is 3.5. Birds of Paradise Way, and that's in Cainta Rizal. The subdivision is Valley Golf. And so if you're familiar with Ortigas Avenue, you look for the gigantic uh, golf ball, <laughs> which says Valley Golf, and that points this way. There's, a, there's actually a, a golf course um, a little further up the street from us. But we're on the second floor of Kids International, and we start at 5 p.m., and so if you're in the area, 
come on out. We'd love to love to shake your hand and and, uh, and learn your name. So you mean they don't have to wake up super early? Because you said they That's could go correct. at 5 p.m. Because normally right. church would like super early, early for them and stuff. So they could go in later on the day, 5 p.m. after they have some family time. So. Exactly. You know, we wanted to be a little bit different. And so uh, what we did was we started talking to a lot of different people and a lot of folks um, here, because this is an English speaking service. Okay, that's what one of the things that's different about us is that we're English speaking. And so a lot of the folks that we're reaching out to are actually um, call center agents and they work the opposite shift, right? So they work all night long and they get home and they, they want to sleep, of course. And so, and then after they sleep, they want to to uh, spend some time with their family. And also uh, some of the folks that are, are attending uh, as part of our core team right now, they're actually uh, short-term missionaries, or not short-term missionaries, long-term missionaries. They're at Kids International, and as well as some of the other ministries in the area. So um, yeah, 5, 5 p.m. is our start time. Can you tell us um, about your kids' ministry and what can our listeners here in America and in the Philippines can do to support Rockfish Church Manila and also the kids' ministry? Amen. So our kids' ministry is, is going to be uh, somewhat unique. We're going to be starting with um, the Willie George curriculum. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Kids on the move. And um, that, is, that is a fast-paced curriculum where uh, there's, there's puppets, there's videos, there's games, there's stories. And so everyone's in, it's, it's like super church is what we call it actually, super church. And so um, it, it's a great time for the kids. And I gotta tell you that the adults love it as well. <laughs> I think you forgot this. I think you, you forgot that you dropped one word in what you just said super fun kids church that's it that's it we're like a party like i like you know like when we do baptism it's like a celebration sunday because it's like so much fun the impression is so much fun it's like a party you party with jesus that's right rockfish kids is super fun so uh come on out my my eldest daughter actually served in rockfish church when we used to live in north carolina she was part of the children's ministry so i think she served for four to five years singing and dancing for jesus and she would be like mommy gonna be nervous are you sure because like the last time that spotlight's on you because you're gonna have like a solo dancing i'm okay be doing it a long time so yeah children's ministry (laughs) in rockfish church is just amazing so amen amen and thank you so much and like i said i know it's not gonna be the last it's just the first one because I would love to ask you a few more questions with stuff someday in the future. But Sounds thank you good. so much. Thank you for hey, taking the time. Hey, it's been my pleasure, my honor. And um, I, I pray blessings on all your listeners. And I, I pray that today would be a day of, of activation. And if you're if you're not going to church, I encourage you to go to church. And if you're in church, I, I pray that you would get active within your church. Go to church, yes. Go to church and plug in the small group, right? Plug in, plug in, yes. We we are to be servants and not just go to be served. 
not just to spectate, but to actually be servants. Yes, thank you. And like what we always say to all our listeners, we always have to come to Jesus daily, not only on Sundays, right? But every single day. Well, thank you, Pastor Jeff. And until now, and I hope everybody have a blessed day to all our listeners and enjoy the music after. Start to worship Him while thinking about going to Rockfish Church this Sunday. Neon lights and stained glass windows, old bar stools and back row pews. I ran to one more than the other, but I couldn't outrun you. Trying to fill up all the empty, trying to numb the pain inside. Thinking you'd never forgive me for all those Saturday nights. But thank God for Sunday morning. Thank God for 316 and the words that read to say you bled and gave you life for me. Thank God for the choir singing and the voice singing come back home. Saturday night looked like the end of the story. Thank God for Sunday morning. like mine is what you do yeah somehow you bring dead things back to life and it might look like it's dissolved as a stone over a grave but i've seen you move i'm living proof you still won't stole away thank god for sunday morning Freedom on my face really is a new beginning. It really is amazing grace. Thank God for Sunday morning. Thank God for 316. Sunday morning. Thank God for Sunday morning.